1: more info now
2: Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101 featuring Blue and Joe Grande the world's number one source for everything cannabis.
3: Hello, and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world. Make sure you check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we have so many great articles and blogs on the site for you to check out. And plus, click the link for the Cannabis Talk magazine. We also have some great things there for you to view. And give us a call anytime, folks. 1-800-420-1980 is the number. Go check out our Instagram pages at Cannabis Talk 101 My brother from another mother, Blue, is at the number one Christopher Wrights and I am at Joe Grande 52. And I gotta remind you guys about Elevated Global Supply, the highest standard packaging. Elevated Global Supply is your preferred packaging partner. They design to deliver. Check out their website, EGSPKG.com, That's EGSPKG.com. And today on the show, you guys, I got a chance to meet the lovely lady on 420, if I'm not mistaken, out at Rocket Seeds. But today on the podcast, we have the interesting duo who are the masterminds behind the most important documentary about the legalization of cannabis in the last decade, folks. They are husband and wife and are award-winning filmmakers. They, we have uh, Ravit Marcus, right? Is that correct? Did I say that right? Yes. And Dan Katzir. Yep. Okay, there we go. Who's the latest documentary features had its world premiere and won the Audience Award at the 2023 Slamdance Film Festival titled American Pot Story, Oaksterdam. Now, they also won the Mayor's Award at the Oakland's International Film Festival and the Stony Award from Cel- uh, Celeb Stoner for the Best Pot Documentary. It is a 10-year follow-up on a group of Oakland underdogs Who are the reason for the huge change we see today in cannabis policy? It is social justice. Ramifications. It explores the power of the activists, no matter the cause. They were recently awarded the Lorene Arbus Disability Awareness Grant from New York Women in Film and TV for their next documentary, Nina, which is currently in post. It follows Israel's champion of wheelchair badminton, Nina Gorodetsky. Possibly, I hope I said that. Gorodetsky. Gorodetsky, and her journey to the Tokyo Paralympics. It is scheduled to premiere in early 2024 sure you guys check out their personal website at newlovefilms.com and of course the movie that we're going to be talking about here today you can check out that website americanpotstory.com to witness their genius firsthand also follow them on instagram at americanpotstory to learn more about this film without further ado you guys please give it up for ramis and dan in the building Thank you guys for coming on the show. You know, I got to give a nice intro. I met your wife uh, on 420, which was very nice. But 10 years in the making, and it's already winning awards, and it's about cannabis. How did you guys partner up with Oaksterdam to do this? Was it a partnership first with Oaksterdam? Was it something else that you guys started filming and then got the partnership with Oaksterdam? Tell me the story of how this all came about.
4: It's not a partnership. It's um, We fell in love with, with what they do, and we've just decided to follow them. We are independent filmmakers, and we started filming them because we heard it's going to be legalized in 2010, and we said, this is going to be a revolution. We've got to film the revolution. And we just followed them for a decade, and we didn't think it's going to be so long. We finished the film after they lost Prop 19, and the film was just, it was such a downer. It didn't go anywhere. So we kind of were down too for a while. And then it sounded in 2012 that like they were uh, picking up the pieces and trying again. So we said, let's keep going. And then every year it was like, oh, this year it's going to happen. No, this year it's going to happen. This, And by 2016, when actually... Um, they legalized in California, we were so invested by then in Dale Sky Jones' personal journey that we were like, okay, we want to stick a little bit more, see how she's trying to actually bring the change to the federal level. And we followed her all the way to when she gave a uh, testimony at the, uh, at the house and Capitol Hill. And that we felt, okay, that's a good time to stop and start sharing the wor- film with the world.
3: Wow, so walk us through then. Uh, It started, it's a 10 year journey. You guys looked at this um, California green rush, so to speak, and said, Oh, and then how did and why did you pick Oaksterdam?
5: So, what happened was um, in 2010, Oaksterdam, can you hear me?
3: I can (laughs) hear you, Connor. Can you fix his mic a little better, please, though? Go Um,
5: ahead. In 2010, everybody, CNN, Fox, you name it, all the big networks were kind of reporting about Prop 19, which was the first campaign in, I think, 40 or 50 years to try to legalize marijuana that made it to the ballot, but everybody was making fun of them, because everybody treated them as a group of stoners in California want to legalize it, and it seemed like a joke, because nobody thought it even had a chance, but somehow I, I heard them, and I thought, wow, I think these guys are serious, and then we went and met them, and It felt different. It felt different than all the other people I've ever seen in my life really trying to legalize. I felt this is a group of hardcore activists that have the passion, but also at the same time they had enough support, you know, both within the movement and outside of the movement to create some noise. So I was like, let's go. And unlike the media, the other medias that were kind of making fun of them, I treated this as a serious thing. And it's hard to believe, you know, a little over 10 years later that now nobody is joking, making fun anymore of it's that. It's not idea. a joke. Yeah, it's, not, it's for real. At the time, people thought, oh, a group of stoners t- you know, smoke too much, and they think they can actually legalize. But it's amazing. It's less. It's a little over 10 years, and so much change has happened.
3: I mean, and as you watch, I mean, you're so right. You guys literally said, let's go film The Revolution.
5: Exactly.
3: <laughs> and you have 10 years. How long is the movie?
4: An hour and a half. When we started... Uh, everybody in the movement that we interviewed said, oh, they're going to roll back all the achievement that we had. They're going to actually make us look so bad that th- showed that the American people have no interest in legalizing that's going to roll back all our achievements of the last 40 years of fighting for legalization. And our friends were basically making fun of us for wasting time on even filming those hopeless uh, idealists. And they really showed that that the American public was much readier than anybody realized to this change.
3: Where are you guys from? Where, where do you guys originate from?
4: We're from Israel.
3: From Israel.
5: I think that's why they let us film, because I think when I was filming there, it seemed like they were not really trusting anybody with cameras. Because you know, back in the day, it, it feels like ages ago, but it was you know, 2010. You didn't know if, if somebody's filming you talking... Talking about marijuana, if you're from the DA, FBI, CIA. So they didn't trust anybody. But when Richard, who was leading that campaign, he talked to me. I said, how come you trust me? He said, with your accent.
3: <laughs> and you ain't that. working for the DA. <laughs> you're not working for anybody <laughs> in this country. <laughs> 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 that played for your benefit there, right? Exactly. Yes. I can see that being the case. But I um. also
4: think that there's something with the foreign eye. That in a way, we could see something that the... Other, basically, people here don't see what to p- other people look like a joke, we could see that this was a serious effort and worthy of times. So i think I think sometimes when you're you have this outsider look, you see things differently and you might spot things that people from the inside won't recognize like an important historical movement in them happening
3: I mean you would hope and think by now too that somebody would have already had something right and put something else out That's been following things and journeys like this for that long But obviously nobody put the time in and the effort like you guys did I can just see you guys going further and further with this and it getting bigger and bigger and hopefully getting bought by a big company Going, Hey, man, we want your footage and we want to add some theatrics to this and make this a full-on motion picture.
5: Right, totally. Is that the dream? Is that the goal? Yeah, one of the dreams. (laughs) Right?
3: I mean, I'm thinking going as independent filmmakers, your goal would be, I did this, but please buy my idea, buy my footage, and let's rock and roll.
5: Look, it's more than buying the idea. It's more about trying to bring this story to the masses because...
3: I mean, there's that too of why yeah. you did you did it for the passion and everything. Right. I mean, I, I get that and I agree with it. Obviously, C- it's been a ten-year passion project because right. it didn't fucking pay you guys <laughs> no. before it was done. You know what I mean? It's still right. like, okay, now we have all this time and effort that we put into it. Right. It'd be nice.
5: It would be nice. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> if
3: I was part of the team, you know. Yes. Yeah. And Definitely. not only that, that it's it's. A, a wonderful thing that you did and it's great that you had the eye to see this to have the vision you know what I mean from Israel going oh well cannabis we're doing research over here ten years ago they're doing research in Israel you kind of have a logist of a little bit about what's going on in cannabis because Israel in my opinion has been ahead of the game in cannabis for the last 20 years in my opinion right so for those who don't know that you should realize what Israel's been doing and studying and focusing on but then to come here and go oh shit they're probably going to be legalizing it in California soon.
5: Right. I thought if anywhere, you know, what happened in California affects America and what happened in America affects the world. So I thought if anywhere will happen, you know, if any state legalizes, it's going to start in California.
3: And that's just so funny. We're going to pick your brains more about this, you guys. AmericanPotStory.com is the website. We're going to find out where you can see this at, where you can view it at, and maybe we'll have a little party here at the Cannabis Talk 101 campus. We'll be right back after this break.
2: Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. Welcome back
0: to Cannabis Talk
2: 101.
3: Have you seen the latest edition of the Cannabis Talk magazine? It has so many great articles and cool stories in it, you guys. Get yourself a hard copy today at your local dispensary or smoke shop near you. If they don't have one, have them hit us up and request a copy. Or go check it out online at the Cannabis Talk magazine.com and subscribe now. We're sitting here with the amazing filmmakers and producers, Dan and Ravis, husband and wife. And Ravis, when I remember talking to you on 420... And Ali was just so pumped up on it. I'm so pumped up on it. You guys have 10 years of footage. You guys have been shooting this. Is there like the extended version? Because an hour and a half just doesn't seem like enough. Yeah,
4: we're so director? true.
3: Yeah, you know what I mean. Thank you, Connor. It's like, dude, I, I was expecting to hear four and a half hours. You know what I mean? Like, I, I and not only that, I want to see four and a half. I want to take a break. I want it to be like the. Uh, well, whatever big long movie, that Shawshank Redemption or something crazy long, or you're know, the Godfather. No, I,
1: know I love hearing stories. this we'll because what it.
4: took us a very long time was exactly distilling 10 years into just an hour and a half was definitely not easy it was finding the right balance between the personal stories of the people who are at the forefront of this fight and the blood sweat and tears that they put into it and the price they paid for their efforts and there's definitely a price as you know the government can retaliate against you when you try too hard to affect change um, so this definitely was the hardest part just distilling it into an hour and a half but I think what we're going to do and I love what you're thinking we definitely have on our website with time kind of the scenes that were left on the cutting room floors floor because i think for the for the outsiders for people who know nothing about the movement it was very important for us to make a film that they will want to see because we don't want to preach to the choir we want to make sure people who need to understand that they're perception of the plant, their perception of the policy was wrong, uh, or that the policy is wrong the itself, uh, we need them to see this movie. So we made a movie that you can show in churches, and we have shown it in churches. We have made a movie that can be anywhere where it's good for people to have a discussion and reevaluate if the policy we have on a federal level is right. So we, for that was important to make it compact as possible, but we, we, you're right, we should have a longer version, maybe the, uh, for the fans, uh, something that has a lot of wonderful stuff that we just couldn't fit into the hour and a half.
5: I think in a hundred years, when people will want to learn about this crazy era, I think our movie will help people of the future be able to understand, I mean, think about it, 30%, per- I don't know, 20, 30, 40% of the people smoked marijuana or smoked marijuana, and for 100 years, they were all silent. They didn't bug the government. They tried to be under, you know, underground. When you think about alcohol prohibition, what were they? A very few short period, and the people just said no. And you know, alcohol is popular, but so is marijuana. And yet, the people are, all the stoners did not stand up and try to change the law for 100 years. It's kind of crazy.
3: So is this available on the website, or how can people watch this?
4: So for now, the best is to follow us, as you said, on uh, at American Pot Story on Instagram or Facebook, where we post updates. It's mostly doing what's called the festival circuit. It's been in some f- the coolest film festivals, slam dance, dance wearing <laughs> the shirt, my nice shirt, uh-huh. where we won the audience award. And now we have our New Jersey premiere at the Lighthouse International Film Festival, another very cool film festival on Long Beach Island. Also, that's, one of
5: the top independent film festivals in the U.S.
4: Yeah, so it's really cool that we're going to be there. And that's going to be on June 10th, uh, 3.45 mm-hmm. p.m. And we're going to have an awesome after party. And then, please, I hope you're going to be there June 29th, our big L.A. premiere as part of... A at the
3: Chinese Man Theater, right? Yes. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy that yeah. you guys got the Chinese Man. That's and like they do the big, big, big movie <laughs> well, premiere. Yeah, and it, later it, there
5: will be a party at uh, Roosevelt, uh, yes. but only for people who have a ticket for yeah. the premiere. It's also a Dances with Films, which is a considered, very cool film festival. Yeah, the top independent film festival in LA right now. So we're starting to build uh, the mythology of this film. So we'll travel to all the top uh, independent film festivals in the U.S. and the world, and the world. And, the world, and then
4: uh, after we'll work hopefully in partnership with you on some release where people can buy the film online. Right. We'll figure of it out. Of course.
3: I mean, I can't, I can't see why uh, Netflix wouldn't pick it up or, you know, uh, call it Amazon Whatever you want, Paramount should pick it up. I, mean, yeah. I think they True. all should be fighting for it, right? Wow. True. I mean, yeah. especially if it's winning these awards, I, I've heard nothing but great things about it. I've not yet to yeah. see it, but, you know, the people that have, we all know, the similar people that we've met and everybody in Alley who's working with us that works with, you know, hand in hand yeah. with Oaksterdam has right. had nothing but great things to say about this. And, of course, we love everybody over there at Oaksterdam. Right. So tell me a little bit more about this film. How does it start? Where does it go? I mean, you're not going to be able to give everything in detail, but, I mean, what can somebody expect when they see this? Am I gonna cry? Am I gonna be like, oh I'm mad? Like, you know, is it sparking emotions? Hey, it's a fun movie. It's fun. a fun
5: movie about activism. It's about marijuana, but it's about any activist. And it's about how a small group of activists can change, you know, can make history. And many times look, when we watch it the news, we get angry, it doesn't matter if you're left or right, you feel I'm powerless, I have no power, the corporations have the money. You know, Washington is so corrupt, and everybody there is about the money. And our film shows, you know what, a small group of people, they didn't have that much money, but they had a lot of passion, and they made history, and they rocked first America and then the world, you know, and the whole world um, kind of listened. So I think when people decide they want to change something, and they really want to change it, and they're willing to put the time and the energy, they can rock the world. And that's kind of the, the message. And our movie is about marijuana, but it's true for anything.
3: How did you figure out to follow these people that made these movements? Like, how did that go? Like, hmm, like that's such a dice roll. Like, if you know, you come in here and you go, Oh, which one of these guys is going to do something great tonight? Let's see. Connor only has one eye because he scratched his retina. He can't see. Uh, you know, this guy, he's going to be at a bar, beach bar, salar. He's not going to be doing anything. And then you look at Daniel. He's probably going to go to a restaurant tonight and go eat somewhere. Like, how do you figure, how did you guys figure out these are the crew to follow?
5: That's a great question. Um, <laughs> look, I met them. I saw their passion. Also, when I went to Oaksterdam and to Oakland, and I was living in L.A. at the time. You know, the dispensaries were not really legal or they were semi-legal and they were kind of more, you know, something, a back seedy. alley thing and city. And I came there and it looked different. It looked like, you know, a little target. He Richard Lee, wanted to create a new image for marijuana and he did it in the middle of the street and he created a whole district called the Oaks district where they were kind of trying to build a model of how a regulated marijuana industry would look and I was just blown away. I was like, he was, you know, near the police station and near the federal building. He was creating all these stores that just said, look, this is how it can be. You know, he was just testing, you know, law enforcement and come and arrest me. But this is how I think it should be in the future. It's like, probably the first time you went to an Apple store and you saw, wow, computers are cool, you know. So I was like, wow, these people are like in broad daylight, you know, attempting to change a lot just by giving an example of, how the future could look like if it becomes legit.
3: And Dan, were you there and had to come back and go, Ravis, so I have a great idea. And she goes, go, what the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> totally.
4: <laughs> kind She's like, what? <laughs> I admit that I first, when he said this, I said, who cares? Why is it important to legalize weed? And then he had to start researching and throwing a lot of facts <laughs> at me. And basically talking about how the policy is hurting communities of color and how it's feeding people into the prison industrial complex, and then I said, "Oh, that is important." Because I said, "Well, everybody I know can get high and there's no problem," and I didn't realize a lot of people that I don't know end up in prison for that. And I was like, "What? People are actually going to prison for weed? That's impossible." So that you was...
3: didn't know this? No, it's funny I that didn't. you didn't know. You that. know what? It's that is funny that I don't think a lot of people still realize that. Yeah, a lot of people have no clue of that, and especially a lot of white folks. Let's yeah. just call it what it is, I right? Admit. A lot yeah. of white folks, uh, as well. you're, you know, light-skinned, um, <laughs> have no fucking clue what really goes on out there for us minorities that have dealt with the, oh, you're smoking that white guy. Oh, Connor, go hide. Go play soccer. You guys, come over here. Uh, Salar, you're smoking weed. You're busted. Joe, you're busted. But it's like, you know... It's real. Yeah. And it's, it's real. so real that, like, I was talking to somebody just earlier today on other podcasts. We always hear the numbers, you know, uh, of the minority that gets busted more than the white folks. And does, does your documentary touch on that as well?
5: Yeah, It's Definitely. like the amount of people that were arrested is equal to the, as if the government arrested, sorry, the amount of people arrested for weeds is equivalent to the government arresting people in the 12 smallest states in the U.S., it's as if they took the 12 states of the U.S., arrested all the people there. That's the amount of people arrested for weed. And people don't realize it. Now, in the country
3: Israel, or in, in the U.S.? Oh, in the U.S., okay. Only in
5: the U.S. alone. Now, the thing is, we from Israel. Weed is not really a crime. You know, it's kind of, it's not legal, but it's not illegal. You know, it's kind of in that gray zone, um, like you said before. So, for us, you know, as foreigners, suddenly we realize, wow, this is people of color people who have less money to hire good lawyers. It's just, it's, it's, uh, and we touch about, we touch on it because the NAACP, we filmed them change, you know, the California NAACP decided to support legalization before everybody else. And they then there the was way. tens of thousands of people called to oust uh, Alice Huffman, who was the head of the NAACP because they, they felt, you know, she's, She's supporting the devil's weed, you know, and she showed us bags and bags of letters. It was mind-blowing.
3: Really? So you guys caught that when that happened, too? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this is crazy to think what you guys were able to grab. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's almost another time of a dice roll is, do we go to this meeting? Do we go to that? Right.
5: It was crazy. And there was just history being made every day. There was, you know, a lot of pastors started... Deciding they're changing their mind. A lot of people were changing their mind in 10 years. And it's amazing how these 10 years were like so epic and so historic. And when we we look at it one day, we will say, wow, this was a national craziness.
3: It's funny you say pastors, Dan. I've been... Wanting to reach out to the church that my family and I go to to have the pastor, because it's a huge church, right? And it's Saddleback out in Lake Forest. They have nationwide, but it's a big, big campus. Rick Warren from the, uh, he has a book that was out, a number one bestseller book. Uh, The Purpose of Life is what he was the previous head pastor. He's still the main guy there, but there's a new head pastor there now, a younger gentleman. And I actually would love to get Rick and this pastor on this show to talk about, you know, because it's a, you know, 50,000 population church. It's a huge church. And, uh, you know, for leading that many people, I'm sure there's some weed smokers in the building and some cannabis users. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, what is the church's view on that? Because you're right. I think it has changed because I'm only imagining the Pope's changed on gays. You know what I mean? I, I would hope the Pope is using some 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 salvage, some some creams on himself. As old as he is, he needs some of this good THC CBD creams on his body.
5: Right, and there's nothing in the Bible or the New Testament that says. I mean, when you look at prohibition, you know there's stuff in the Bible against alcohol, but there's nothing against weed. So weed, and weed was used back in the day. So there, there. Whatever their opinion is, it's not based on any scripture. It's just based on opinion.
3: And let me ask you this, just because you guys are from there. I mean, I always look at Israel as what it is, the motherland, right? I mean, this is where Jesus walked, for God's sakes. right? And uh, how is it viewed there? You're saying it's not illegal, but it's not legal. And is it where, is it? talked about as like normal as a kid like no 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 or is it oh your parents your uncles your family all smoked weed Mm -hmm. had some wine i mean how was that what was normal in israel for you guys
4: I just want to first mention that we filmed the guy who is the reason why Israel is the forefront of research, uh, Professor Raphael Meshulam. We filmed him. We interviewed him for the film. It's, again, one of those things that fell on the cutting room floor, but he recently passed away. Right. I remember seeing that. And interviewing him, he was so cool. So that's
3: got to be on the editor's cut and going to be on the website. Uh We're going to have to watch something about that. Exactly.
4: Exactly. So I just want to mention that. And I think maybe because he was there... It just wasn't such a big deal growing up. It was definitely not the weed of the devil. It was just something that... Some I people think, do and some people yeah, don't. Yeah, it was obvious that some people do it. It's not a big deal. And I think when it's not such a big deal, that there's no obsession. You don't feel like, I have to try it because that's going to be a rebellion against my parents because my parents did it in the 70s. Oh, your
3: so parents spoke to too? <laughs> Dan, your parents too? <laughs>
4: My parents, I don't know. <laughs> you don't my know parents if are cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I, my parents said that when I was three, they I found a stash, and I don't know if I inhaled it, took a bite, but I had a great laugh for three <laughs> hours. Right? Oh,
3: wow. I was six when <laughs> I first started smoking wow. weed. So, yeah, it, go, it goes real young for me. So, in Israel, just kind of one of those things. Let me ask you this. Did you guys ever know anybody to get arrested for it or get in trouble because of cannabis growing up?
5: No. Not in Israel, because it's not something the police care about. Wow. It's like stuff here on the books that maybe they're on the books
3: that nobody cares about, you know? Yeah, the cops are starting to get a little less some, but I don't think it's like they don't care. I mean, you know, you still can't just walk around and smoke and there's a cop and, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? They're like, hey, man, come here. Here's your ticket for you. It's like
5: in Amsterdam, you know? Right. I've never been, but exactly, I know what you mean. But it's illegal in Amsterdam, but nobody's gonna, I don't think anybody was ever arrested for, for marijuana use. They have like, Coffee shop there
3: for like 50 years. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about this movie that's out there, folks. I can't wait for the premiere coming down in Los Angeles. We're going to tell you how you can get those tickets to become a, you know, come to the party afterwards and hang out with us. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break.
2: Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now.
1: More info now.
2: Now back to the number one cannabis show on the planet. You know what? F*** it. Now back to the number one cannabis show in the universe. Cannabis Talk 101.
3: Bear Flag California's Premier Co-packaging partners, you guys. They do what they say they're going to do, and they're going to do it on time. Make sure you check it out, bearflaggroup.com. Wow, I read the thing wrong because I don't have the whole thing here. Good job there, buddy. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me get this right. Let me start again. Look, come here. This is me just going off through. Oh, because you know why? Okay, go so- go to the big one. What? Careful, careful. Right, just do the big one. I get, I get, I get why, I get why. Yeah, oh, don't worry. I know. I know why. I get it. The Bear Flag Group is your white label partners. You guys are known to be on time, accurate, and do quality packaging, co-packaging. They have been launching brands in California since 2015 at the Bear Flag Group. They do what they say they're going to do. Go check them out online, bearflaggroup.com. I love talking with you guys, Ravis and Dan. Um, and I want to get back to the pastors, as we were saying, because you said, Dan, you have a story about pastors. Yeah. Are they going to be on the in, the in the documentary as well?
5: Yeah. hey the documentary, we have the California Council of Churches, which is one of the biggest uh, you know... Organizations. uh, Faith-based organizations in California come out and support uh, legalization. It's an organization of hundreds or thousands Who was the pastor?
3: You know, you remember the names?
4: Uh, Reverend uh, Rick Schlosser. Rick
3: Schlosser. He's the
5: head of it. But, you know, it's basically when a lot of independent churches, a lot of them, hundreds (laughs) or thousands of them, they can unite and change laws. And that was a big moment in the movie as well. But We showed a draft of this movie in a lot of different uh, churches just to see how, you know, they invited us. It's not like we initiated back in the day when they were starting their own discussion. So there was a big church here in the OC, a huge church. I I forgot its name. So the guy who books movies booked uh, a screening. You know, they have a movie night every week. And uh, the pastor came and talked to me and he said, this is a really, I'm not sure this is the right thing for our church. You know, the OC is a little more conservative. And suddenly he saw the whole place packed up. He never saw the church, I think, that packed up. And he came on stage and said, this is amazing. I thought this is a mistake to bring this movie here. I was kind of angry at the guy who books uh, movies. But I see more people than I see on Christmas. So I guess this is something people care about I our church. <laughs> Ho, 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 baby. <laughs>
3: Cannabis opens the door.
5: Yeah, and then we showed it in another church in Seattle. And... Um, Again, the pastor was talking to us. He said, look, don't talk too much. Let's see what people say. It might be controversial. People might get angry at me. And at the end, there was total quiet. And then one person raised his hand, and a woman raised her hand and said, Pastor, we've been waiting 10 years for you to start talking about marijuana. I mean, I'm happy you decided finally to raise this issue, but we have a lot to say. And before she knew it, before anything Like, everybody raised their hand and said, Pastor, you know, we got to talk about it. And one guy said, my son was arrested. And one guy said, my brother was arrested. And the pastor said, wow, I was so afraid to talk about it, but I see this is something you all care about. So I guess this is just the beginning of the discussion.
3: Pastor goes, and I was arrested (laughs) back in 72.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know what? I think a lot of pastors just hold on to a belief just because they're afraid of what other people will think about them. But I think as they realize that this is a legit topic and that actually everybody in their community, you know, supports changing, they will change, you know, it's just changing Oh, yeah, minds.
3: It's, and not only that, you know, it's funny, as you say that about pastors, I remember when I started going to this church in the Bay Area called Jubilee Christian Center, and it was Pastor Dick Burnell, and uh, I just recently got sober at the time, and I will never forget going to the church for the first time and hearing him speak on the pulpit saying, when I first came to the Lord, I thought it was BYOD, bring your own dope,
0: <laughs> and I went,
3: "What?" the? Just say on the pope, but this man just said dope, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And uh, me and him hit it off so well. We used to talk about how he used to party and smoke weed and do all kinds of stuff when he was younger, and he's never hid from it. I, I would hope that that church, and it's a big church, I think there are about eight to ten thousand, maybe more by now, twelve fifteen thousand congregation out there in San Jose. Um, but Jubilee Christian Center, I could. Get you in contact with them because, mm-hmm. like I said, that pastor was out there. As a matter of fact, just because you said that, now I got to reach out to him to see if he'll come on the show to talk about this, and maybe we see if we get a screening for you guys. Right?
5: Because I would think be it's great. The, I think it's a faith-based organization that will help really change minds and change souls. You know, And the minute they start talking about it and realizing, you know, what this is not a good t- topic. This is not dealing with the devil. This is just one more thing people do in their pastime. You know, it's no different than alcohol and other stuff. I think then the real change will happen, you know?
3: Well, it even may go from we got this bread, we got this wine, and we got this joint. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and we got this gummy bear. It's like, who knows where it goes to? Right. It's like, because you're you, like you say, when you think about it, like when a lot of people are saying, that burning b- bush in the Bible was a cannabis plant. You know, right. you hear people making up these stories God knows, I don't know if that's the truth, and who do knows, who knows, but, right. you know, there's all kinds of things that people possibly hallucinating and using LSD, using the mushrooms, using this, and that's all natural, it's from the earth, Right. and when you think about it, when I get spiritual about it, I go, God made this, Right. he's made a seed that we can grow, and then right. you can smoke it, just like any other herb and medicine and plants that we're using inside our bodies, and there 's that whole aspect in film and everything else that could be preached and taught constantly,
5: right, totally, and the thing is, look, they found it in graves five thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago, so people have used it it 's not uh it didn't just show up in the sixties it 's been around you know
3: that's what 's funny about this, so you guys i can 't wait for this to blow up we 're going to have a big film. Screening in Los Angeles, June... 29 29th. Now, how can people go to these screenings? How do they get involved? How do they get a ticket?
4: So the best place to get tickets is if you just go to our website, AmericanPotStory.com. We have uh, a section called Screenings, and there's uh, links there both to tickets for our New Jersey premiere on June 10th and for the LA premiere on June 29th, and it's a great place to just get all the information you need.
3: I got a good personal question for you guys as you guys are husband and wife and spent 10 years making this film. How many arguments were there on the editing aspect of it of what's going to get in and what's going to get out? And how many did you win? How many did you win? Because it went down to an hour and a half. And I'm thinking you guys had about fucking 40 hours of footage at least 140 hours, yeah. So, I mean, how did those compromises settle?
4: I always say it's whoever, it's like a battle to the end whoever is the last person standing but we have she's a feisty one but huh? she always good. wins ah, is that <laughs> what um, it is I can feel I it wish,
3: I, can I feel wish it. oh no <laughs>
4: but uh, we have an editor so a lot of times the editor is oh the he
3: plays the middle man, yes. he plays, yeah. so he middle man a middle
4: man marriage therapist whatever is required you
3: dance all, I really want this no we gotta go with the other story though and use more of that
5: <laughs> yeah, and it's really we're really like the Greek the Italian all the middle eastern all the very know,
4: passionate all the people <laughs> in, around that ocean you know very passionate oh yeah oh, god, cool. <laughs> but we bring a, a calm cool <laughs> editor who's like the tiebreaker and then a lot of times you just accept that if it's two against one that helps
3: and then at the end i love it let's go <laughs> god that's got to be so fun and crazy being married with that much footage and looking <laughs> at it and just 100%. having to having to decide to make and then all of that I actually do like the fact that it's an hour and a half because it's more digestible. Right. I mean, and, it, and it, it, I'm sure you're getting the story out there because you're already winning awards, Yeah. right? And kudos to you guys for just showing it and already cleaning house. Yeah. I can't wait for this to blow up and go more. Whatever we could do, I would love to... Watch it for God's sakes. I wish I would have watched it beforehand so I could have even talked about it more. I should have told them to have you guys send me a copy somehow, some way. But uh, I look forward to being at the screening. That's Good. for sure. We
5: want you to see us on the big screen. Oh, I can't. With a crowd, and you'll see how passionate people get. And a lot of people remember those times. You know, that's the thing. You'll remember the times, you know.
4: Oh, I will. I- and I'm we're going to have a, a, a red carpet, carpet arrival. Actually. So you'll walk the red carpet.
3: Well, I look forward to seeing you guys there. Before we let you guys go, I want to do the high five with you guys. It's so great to have you on the show and talking about this new movie, folks. You got to go watch it when it comes to a town near you or wait for Sony to buy it. And then it's, you know, being out there all over the place. God willing, it does. American Pot Story, Oaksterdam. Make sure you at least follow them on Instagram and check out the website. We're going to do the high five with you. Ladies first, rather right show she'll answer the first question, Daniel, follow suit. Question number one, how old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from?
4: Like I said, I think I found a stash of my parents oh. when I was three, and wow. I either inhaled it or took a bite.
3: At three?
4: <laughs> they can't First really. person to
3: beat me, I was like, six was crazy. Look <laughs> at you, I was three. Damn, them Israel chicks are crazy. <laughs> true, true. Dan?
5: I don't remember, but it's Israel. I probably, you know... There was probably the smoke was everywhere. <laughs> Young, though?
3: Young the first time? You don't really remember your first time somebody going like I think
5: can- there's so much sm- marijuana smoke in Israel, probably babies smoke it, you know, inhale it as, you
3: know. It just in the car? Or and even smoke- in the hospital. <laughs> wow. I, is it that? Cr- like, people smoke weed like that? You just always remember smelling weed and it's never... Yeah, I
5: always remember smelling weed everywhere. Wow.
3: Israel's the place to be. Question number two. What's your favorite way to use cannabis? Oh,
4: I'm a bit of a dork, so I don't use that often. Mm -hmm. I'm more in this is the one who says you should do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're not harming others.
3: Right. So just whatever, smoking, eating, whatever it is, nothing like a mandatory, oh, I like it this way. No. No? What about you, Dan?
5: We're not really users, but I think that helped us film nobody thought we are going to uh, steal their stash.
4: <laughs> That's always a good thing. So
3: how about this? When you did, when you did use, what, were, what are your go-to munchies after you felt high?
4: <laughs> Gosh, it's been many, many years. I can't remember, but spaghetti.
3: Spaghetti? I just made spaghetti for the kids yesterday. What about you, Dan?
5: <laughs> um. Hummus. <laughs> it's right. Really, everything goes with hummus. Right? I love hummus,
3: too. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Question number five. This is a good one, though, because you could easily answer this. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why?
4: Uh, Hold on. That's a great question. Uh, um, um, John Lennon.
3: Ooh.
4: You stole my guy.
3: (laughs) Really? Both of you? You would be John John Lennon, too? We love
4: John. Big John Lennon fans. Favorite song? Oh, hard to choose. Or maybe mind games because about relationships, <laughs> crazy relationships.
3: Oh, that, how long have you guys been married?
4: Oh, I stopped counting after 10 That's years, a good idea. So. <laughs> and my grandma said no counting is a charm for a long living. And if everything's okay, why make a big deal of it? So. Why do
3: that exactly? And now you guys have another movie that's about to come out in 2024, another documentary that you guys are doing. Good luck on everything that you guys got. Is there anything else that you guys are working on that you want to share with everybody?
4: I think uh, we want this movie, like you said, to have a life on both all over, but also maybe to work on the next iterations of like developing, telling more legalization stories of other important fighters in the movement.
3: Well, I think it's great what you guys are doing for the community, and I can't wait to watch this movie, you guys. So go check it out. It's Cannabis Talk 101. If nobody else loves you, we do.
4: Thank you for having
3: us. Thank you guys for for coming on the show. Thank
2: you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now.